What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 90 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Max L. Wright, making his return to the show. What's up, bud? Hello. And your You're return right? to Twitter, right? You, you, yeah, your I account- <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> made a big I- thing of it last week. He's like, on After Dark, I will delete my Twitter I did. live. I did. For what, 24 I hours? It lasted for 24 hours, so I checked Twitter. <laughs> I checked Twitter eight times recording After Dark, then six times the next day at work. Um, and then I was like, okay, then like that evening I was hanging out with Ella and I was like, look at my phone, hit the Twitter button. Oh yeah, back out. Then I put the phone down and then look at the phone, hit the Twitter icon. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to come back and see what happens. I like, maybe, maybe <laughs> I like the idea that Max was like, I was going to get rid of Twitter, but then I realized I'm addicted to it. So it's yeah. like, that's like you imagine Max going to AA and he's like, yeah, I, mean, I tried <laughs> to stop drinking, but like, it was kind of hard, you know? That, like I that thought red, about it bottle twice. of red is just too tasty. I could not, could not put it down. <laughs> I think it was a Sobe who once said that he like came on Twitter one morning and it was like, okay, there's one tweet from someone else. And then it's just Max, 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 Max. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. I've just had a lot of thoughts this morning. You know, what can I, what can I do? Keep them to myself. I don't think so. <laughs> I'd love to know what your average tweet count is sort of per day. It must be ridiculous. Yeah, and th- the mad thing about it is, not a single one of them is interesting. I mean, they're interesting to someone. <laughs> Me. <laughs> like, imagine how much content you could make. <laughs> yeah. Keep all my uh, thoughts. Keep all the thoughts to myself in future. I think. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I personally enjoy you on Twitter, even if you, you know, do use a lot of your time to cyberbully me. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to uh, the weekly Nintendo podcast of OneLoopPots.com, where we talk about everything under the Nintendo sun. Uh, So if you want to come be a part of the show, of course, remember, you can get your thoughts right on the air. During our MailPod segment, like a bunch of fine folks did this week by joining our Discord, writing in to me at Pete at LootPots.com, or following us at LootPots and uh, getting in on our weekly Twitter thread like uh, a couple fine folks did as well this week. So uh, if you want to get more content from us, of course, you can go over to LootPots.com. You can head over to the YouTube channel. You can join us over on Twitch. Anywhere you're getting your video game content, we're out there making it for you. Uh, and of course... You know, the, the most important plug that I can have is to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Lupots, where if you go for just a buck, you can get an extra bit of Lupots in your life. Like we talked about last week on the show, Max deactivated his Twitter. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about Xbox and all the stuff they had going on. So uh, if you, you know, want to show your support, you want to get a little extra Lupots in your RSS every week, it is the best way to do so. Uh, so I hope you'll head over there and show your support if you enjoy what we're doing here. So... Sorry, I've just been giggling to myself because I just remembered poot lots. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> like, what are you, five years old? Let's get into the show, Max. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick the show off the way we often do by talking about what we're playing this week. I'm just playing more Persona. I still love Persona. I probably have another another thirty hours in in it. So I'll talk more about it when it's over. <laughs> Okay. You may have to get someone on who's finished it and do like a spoiler cast or something. Something after dark, maybe. Yeah. I know there happens to be one listener who uh, is probably, as he's hearing this right now, already DMing yes. me about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe we'll have to make that happen on after dark. 
You could just start Persona Pals and do a weekly Persona podcast where you just talk to yourself about Persona. <laughs> I mean, that could go on forever with the length of those games. Yeah. Persona is one of those games where, like, if I was like a normal person and didn't like make content about games, like I could probably just play it forever. You know. Then I bet there's some people who are like that. Like I For know sure. there's some people that just keep playing Skyrim over and over again. Yeah, like and- my fiance. Like <laughs> you, Steve. Oh, no, Pixel, no. Pixel plays Skyrim. <laughs> my my partner was before I met them constantly GTA Five. That's all they played was GTA Five. Oh yeah. Some people roll. Yeah, yeah my girlfriend's um, Oblivion a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, Oblivion's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now that was Skyrim was my fiance's former addiction. Now she's like just bounces back Fire and forth Emblem. between uh, Fire Emblem and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild's a good one to get addicted to, though. She's at her, like, fifth run of Fire Emblem right now, I think? Sixth? Sixth. That I don't get as much. That <laughs> I think I would get bored of, because there's no taking a break. You're constantly pushing and moving through, whereas Breath of the Wild, you can be like, I'm just going to chill out. out for a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to hang like, out. Totally. In, in, in uh, Three Houses, there's, like, I, f- I feel like it's really good <clears throat> pacing for the same reason that I really find it easy to sink a lot of time in a Persona, where, yeah. like, you're not doing the same things for long periods of time like it'll be like you have a battle and then you go back to the monastery and you talk to your homies and you go fishing and you teach a class and then you go you know it's go eat a giant burger and work in a shop <laughs> yeah and there's five four yeah four different routes that you can do so it's i, I just got pretty stressed playing three houses and i think when i think back to it like I, there was always those times where you'd be like Right, make a decision. I've got one thing I can do. I can either do a battle or I can take part in this one that's going to end soon. Yeah. Or I can talk to this person. And I was like, okay, I'll just make a decision. And I made the decision. And I, I think the only reason, the only thing I didn't enjoy about that game was all the decisions that I made because they were all wrong. Chose the wrong character. Ch- made the wrong get decision. Good. With, you better get good, man. That's what I'm Yeah, doing. yeah. I'm not going to do it again, though. Maybe I will, actually. <laughs> You'll give me a Sarah something to talk about, so... So uh, that's a that's enough from me, uh, Steve. I know you played some more Hypnospace Outlaw. I don't know if you want to talk more about that, but the new game you had on your list this week was Moving Out. Yeah, well, Hypnospace took a real turn somewhere I never ever expected it to happen, an absolutely huge plot point in a, in a story. And uh, I don't I don't really want to go into too much detail, but if anyone's played it, they will know exactly what point I'm talking about. Sure. Wait, is it uh, a 90s OS simulator? Yeah, it, but it, it involves what? it involves a hacker. So if anyone wants to talk about DM, because I'm dying to talk about this game with someone, I don't know anyone else who's played it. Um, so definitely DM me on our Discord or on Twitter, and I will be happy to talk about it. But the other thing I've been playing is Moving Out, which is Team 17's um, kind of take on um a couch co-op moving game i guess it's similar in some ways to a good job which i played earlier in the year with my partner macaulay Mm -hmm. but i actually wanted to touch on one specific thing about the game i'm i'm really enjoying it there's like elements of um overcooked there's elements of good job but i really liked that specifically they represented uh, disabled characters in the game. One of the moving people you can play, in fact, I think all of the characters have the option to be, can be in a wheelchair. And it doesn't change the way the game plays at all. Mm -hmm. But it was the first time I think I'd seen that in that it's just, you know, good representation. You can, you go in, if you're in a wheelchair, you you can play yourself as someone who, who is in a wheelchair. But the characters themselves are so fun. I remember that in in all of the the trailers for it before it came out when Team Seventeen was sort of marketing it that 
They had a lot of characters in wheelchairs, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like the conf- the configurator has has you can choose the head, you can choose the body. It's sort of like making a a me character in some ways. You sort of right. pick a base, and then you can change accessories and colors and stuff. And it is literally change the legs out for being in a, a wheelchair. Um, and you play the game, like Max said, totally normal. They've just changed and tweaked the animation. So when you jump, you yeah. see the character pull their wheelchair and jump over objects rather than obviously just doing a jump like an able-bodied person would do. Uh, but I really, really liked that. I'm, I'm enjoying the games so far. I haven't really played all that much. Uh, I played a little bit with Macaulay and then we played a little bit with um, a friend who came over and we were playing three-player. I think you can play up to four people. Uh, and just connect up either one Joy-Con each, or you can do two Joy-Cons or a Pro Controller. Uh, but it's a, a really fun game. It's going to be on the rotation, I think, of the couch co-op party games I, I pull out when people come over. Uh, this was one that like really caught my attention, um, like the more we had seen of it, and I just never got around to grabbing it, and I think it, that was probably hurt by the fact that, you know, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to like, have people over and have like couch co-op experiences lately. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really glad to hear that you're having a good time with it. I, I really would like to get to it one day. I, I think it's currently on sale as well, or at least it was when I picked it up earlier this week. So do check it out on the eShop if, if you're tempted by it and just, uh, have a look. Cool. Yeah. So, so what, what were you trying to say, Max? <laughs> a point of comparison that Steve missed that I, when I played it was, was pretty much like, yeah, this is definitely the stretchers. Like I, I played the stretchers at the end of last year, uh, or the beginning of this year, um, when I was playing Moving Out, because I was—I don't like Overcooked. Not that it's a bad game; it just stresses me out too much, and I, I just get too like, just too stressed. I just can't play. I, I stop having fun very quickly. I just I can't. Play. Um, so when I started playing Moving Out, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm going to be really stressed. I feel like I'm not going to enjoy this. And then I was like, oh, it's just like playing the stretches, and there's you know, doing certain puzzles in certain ways gets you, um, or certain levels in certain ways. Sorry, gets you uh, bonus stuff. So we were like having fun in like, okay, we can't get any of this stuff wet. We can't break any windows. Cause our, you know, when we played for it the first time, our first instinct is just to chuck stuff out the window and yeah. pop out ourselves and stuff like that. Whereas when we're like, okay, we can't do that. Uh, but it was very much the whole like, right to me, to you thing of, um, of the stretches, which I enjoyed. Um, I do think I enjoyed the stretches more because it had sort of the, the elements of like the open world and uh, there were like things to find in this open world and you can drive the car around. But this was a fun, like, you know, overcook, overcooked style game. The map itself is very much like Overcooked. You basically drive the truck from yeah. house to house, which in Overcooked you drive the food truck across this overworld map and then go into the levels themselves. If you told me they were by the same developer or something like that, I'd believe you, because they are so similar in the in the way they're set up. It's just the gameplay that's different. Their um, style in general, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they have a very similar kind of vibe. Um, yeah. And in my mind, that's a, that's a good comparison, right? Yeah. Like, that's a great game to get comparisons drawn to. Um, it's just the classic couch cult game that we're getting a lot of, right? We were getting a lot of sort of the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which was a, a welcome renaissance, in my opinion. Oh, sure. um, yeah. Especially with the Switch, you know? Yeah, yeah. One final thing that's not on my list before you move on, Pete, and I just saw Max's, which prompted me, reminded me. So after last week's episode, we were talking about the Super Mario All-Stars coming to the SNES on the Switch. Mm -hmm. So I tried it, having never realized that it was a total remake of it. And holy shit, does that feel weird playing 
Super Mario Brothers in in sixteen bit. <laughs> in 16 it's bit. It's so really bizarre, great, it? and it doesn't even feel it doesn't feel right to me. It just is so strange. I played like five minutes and then I, I turned it off. I can I couldn't play anymore. That's yeah, really I don't funny. think it looks very good either. I don't think like the All Stars version of the game because I'm because the of how iconic the original Mario Brothers and the Mario Brothers uh, two and three and uh, and um, what's it? yeah, it's so isn't it? Super Mario uh, one, two, and three because of how iconic and uh, different they all are. You know, they all have a very distinct style. Um, and you see how 8-bit art on the NES improved from sort of, what was it, 86 to 89, I think, or 91, something like that, wherever it was. To see them all in that sort of like kind of drab, basic 16-bit style, I was, like, I was a little bit disappointed with uh, with how they looked overall. I mean, I'm not asking a, a ton, but... Um... Yeah, but then you played Super Mario World, right? And you realised how yeah, good it could Yeah, look. yeah, So I, what came first, Super Mario World or Super Mario All-Stars? Pete. World, because All-Stars World had first. World on it. Oh, does it? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, world. So yeah, sorry. Let me. Let me. Uh, what am I playing? Good question, Pete. Thanks for asking. Um, I. Well, I was going to, and then Steve messed up my whole flow. And hey. like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna uh, just cut the segue. At I the gave. Knees I say, gave a segue. I yeah, you but did, I could have asked Max, and then I you played. could have been like, "Oh, I also played it." You know, like, but no, whatever. That's fine, guys. No, you host the show. Love to. Dead um, air. Great. Yeah. What you do you mean, Dead Air? I was, I was, I was you think you know what you're doing. I'm pouring Tell a drink. me about Super Mario World. Come on. I wasn't even going to start with Super Mario World, but Steve, you know, jump, jump the gun. Um, your so list I says, I, right. I'm opening the curtain here. It says, uh, I've forgotten what video games are at this point, point plus <laughs> Super Mario yeah. World. So forgive us for not knowing what else you've been playing this I week. I was going to make a point. <laughs> now, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not allowed to do that. We have a document so that I know. I told you guys I wanted to be through the what we're playing in 10 minutes. It is now 16 minutes into this podcast, and you both are still <laughs> derailing this. So guess what? Now we're not talking about what else you were playing. Save it for next time. All right. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into the news. <laughs> what, Max? That's, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a game you actually want to talk about? Yeah, I play Super Mario World. Um, so at work, um, someone what what? You said you weren't even gonna. Whatever. Go ahead. Someone at work. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. At work bought in their SNES uh, snares, whatever you have you pronounce it. They bought in their original one. Had like a few games with it. One of them being Super Mario World, and I didn't want to play any of the other games that they bought in. Because it was just the sort of stuff that you get kids and they they remember yeah. it being good, but it never was actually that good. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so I put Super Mario World in, and the the whatever the upscaler is that they had, so it's like upscaling this SNES game onto like this massive 4K TV. It looked hideous, basically, um, with an original controller. Now, I just had a terrible old time playing it because I didn't like the controller. I didn't like the experience. I'd never played the game before, so like, there's three of us all taking turns. Every time I t- a death, you pass it on, which isn't how I like to play a game. This so I just like, like the, the worst way to experience a yeah, game yeah, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. So I was just like, skip me, pass on to the next person, took my Switch out of my bag, and just started playing it on my own, <laughs> off the Switch. Nice. Um, and then, then it turned into, I was like, this looks shit. Put the Switch put the switch in the dock that was powering the, uh, the upscaler, and we just started playing on that instead. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fine. Uh, I've not got anything interesting to say about it because it was just 2D Mario, wasn't it? Which uh, isn't my jam. I tried it. I gave it a very, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it for Pete. I'm going to try it for Pete. And everyone at work was saying, like, oh, I remember this. I really love this. And I was like, you guys sound like Pete, you sycophants. Um, and sounds I... like me. Like it's weird to like 2D Mario, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I... This is like the dumbest opinion you have. Simping for Mario. Classic, classic Pete. Um, 
and yeah, it was fine. And I'm mu- I'm much I'm lo- <laughs> I am much more looking forward to the 3D uh, collection. Much, 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 much more. Great. I'm really I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it's a long walk for a short drink of water, boys and girls. All right. So that's what jumping, you get with me. Jumping into the news. Now, almost twice as long as I said I wanted to get through this segment. Thanks, brother. <sighs> right, it's fine. When you go to bed at 1 in the morning, don't come crying to me. So, <laughs> the big uh, rumor going around this week uh, is that Nintendo's Switch Pro, which just a few weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, Steve and I uh, laid our predictions. We, we placed some flags in the ground. I know uh, Doc from the Discord, one of our Patreon supporters, uh, he said that he was going to keep track of the bet for us. Oh, so <laughs> I, so it, it, there we're doing it, but we got, we got the first update, uh, from it. So the, there was a Bloomberg article, uh, that came out this week that I first saw because Wario 64 tweeted it out and it started making the rounds. Um, and kind of the, you know, the, the headline of it is that Nintendo has boosted switch production by another 20%, which is as much as 30 million units for this fiscal year. Uh, and then several third-party game devs have said that Nintendo has asked their game, asked them to make their Switch games 4K ready. So obviously that lit the internet ablaze uh, with people talking about the prospect of a 4K Switch, particularly you know if um, the theory that I've laid out there comes to pass and that it's going to launch alongside Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, it's going to look so good. It's going to look so good. In Breath of the Wild 2 in gorgeous 4K, right? Of course. So what do we what do you guys think about this? Because of the source that's reporting on it and kind of where who I've seen comment on it to the affirmative, it's definitely got me interested in thinking that there's there's some smoke to this one. So this is from Takashi Mochizuki at Bloomberg, who broke the story as we spoke, I think, a couple of weeks ago on the sharp displays and the updated battery life Nintendo Switch, as well as the existence of the Switch Lite before it was even announced. So he he's definitely got some some cred when it comes to uh, Nintendo production line uh, sources. Right. Yeah, and he I know um, he actually lives in Japan and is Bloomberg's like Japanese correspondent. So I know he's. You know, he's broken a lot of stuff like this in the past because he seems to have his finger on the pulse over there. He's one of those names that you trust. Um, exactly. And I think coming with a stat like, you know, Nintendo's boosting the Switch production by another 20%, which makes a lot of sense with how the figures have been this year um, and what the sales have been like. You know, they're obviously going to want to push things to 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 uh, hit March, the end of March next year with a you know a bigger number. Um, sure. And the fact that, that this, you know, this new Switch rumor i guess let's say um leak whatever has come with that sort of extra little tidbit um maybe has a little bit more relevance or a little bit more um, credence to it as a as a fact um and i, I mean i'm certainly interested in in a more powerful switch more powerful uh, more capable switch but i am nervous with the the um the how do they call them uh, the patent that leaked or that the popped up this week of the the Joy-Con Pro thing, you know, have you seen this? Yes, the, yeah. Oh no, like I standalone, so it's like a standalone Joy-Con. It's, instead of it being like um, curved on one side, like a Joy-Con, and then flat where it attaches to the Switch, it's just like uh, uh, all, all curved on both sides. It's like symmetrical uh, buttons and stick in the same place. Button on the back, you know, the Z, Z, huh. Z, Z, R buttons on the back, but it doesn't attach to anything, which is giving people sort of a um, the idea that maybe it comes along with like a Switch Pro, like a, a docked only Switch. 
which would go along with like a make sure your games are in 4K. Um, See, I think that I think that product is is separate, and and I yeah. was gonna talk uh, talk about it later as as part of the main topic, but I think that's a home only console, or it's Joy Cons for the Switch Lite. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say yeah, that might be it. I was gonna say I wonder if maybe they wouldn't have like a like a cheaper Switch yeah. Lite uh, option like that, you know, where um, if you do need it for you know, you want to play two players on Super Mario 3D All-Star, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Whatever. Um, like a Joy-Con light, almost. Yeah, because I think it's, it's kind of a lot to ask people to shell out the full price for something that they yeah. can't even really get the full use out of. Well, so, and, and specifically with those, if you buy them for the Switch Lite, you have to buy that charging grip or at least a, an external charger that you can plug it oh, into. Yeah. yeah, that's true. There's no way to charge it oh, otherwise. Yeah, that so it is a real pain. Yeah, and this one can yeah, exactly be interesting. But also, like with all patents, it could also just be absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, we've seen some ridiculous patents from Sony, from from Nintendo, um, some of which have not not come true. However, we have also seen things like the Switch um, when the patents for that came out, and it was like this is what the Switch looks like, and and it came out to be true. So we'll we'll see what um, what happens. Certainly interesting though. You guys are ready to buy one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd buy a Switch Pro. Yeah, I, I definitely would. I'm ready to to have something a little bit more powerful. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just I what I don't want is for it to be just um, an upgraded version of the games that exist. I do want there to be some kind of segmentation and separation. That it's like a new 3DS situation where some that I games. I uh, see. I do because I would like more third party games on the Switch, and I think a huge reason they're not there is because they're held back by the Switch's current power. And I'm fine for all first-party games to be on every platform, but if it is a case of you either get nothing from some publishers or you get something but it's only on the Switch Pro, I would rather take something than nothing. For sure. Even if it cuts out some of the other user base, like the Switch has been, at that point, the Switch has been around for four years. I think leaving some people behind, some early adopters behind, to have more power and to have more option doesn't phase me as an early adopter, but there's going to be a lot of people that buy have bought a Switch in the last six months that are going to be upset by that. Yeah, I, I think that's the wrong move, and I think that looking at how it played out on the, the new 3DS, I don't think Nintendo will make that mistake again. I really don't, because there was only four games that were exclusive yeah. to that platform, because you that user base is too small. You know, like, and, and ultimately, I, personally, I don't want to see more third-party games like that on Switch, you know, because they're always going to be inferior. Like, even if they get a Switch Pro that's 4K, it's going to be 4K upscaling. It's going to be probably less powerful than the Xbox Series S. So it's. It definitely will. But if it's like 4K upscaling, checkerboarding style, like the PS4 Pro does, if it puts it in par, even with the base level PS4, there's a whole plethora of games that are on the PS4 and the Xbox One that have never made it to Switch that could potentially be pulled over. And even, really, I think I would just like the ports that already do exist, like Witcher 3 and The Outer Worlds, just to run and look a lot better than they do. And if if this Get the Games 4K Ready is true, and there is a lot more power that can be, to be done there, I mean, my biggest problem when I was playing The Witcher 3 is the textures looked terrible. They were really low resolution. That's improving the games that are already yeah. there though right and like to me yeah. that's that should be the goal right you know i don't think there's anything wrong with well if you want your games to run better and stronger and smoother you get your switch pro but i don't think that i don't think splitting the market like that is is a is a prudent move and i think especially with some of the other moves that they've made recently that have 
you know, have people label them as being anti-consumer. Yeah. Um, I think that they, they do that at their own peril, personally. Have you guys seen what NVIDIA's DLSS technology is capable of? Or do you uh, know what that is, rather? Not really. Like, I saw some of the highlights from that presentation that they did, but I, I not really. So this was, uh, I mean, the, the the most recent example I can think of um, is when Death Stranding came out on PC, and you could run the game on, um, I think it was the very most very basic, uh, uh, what, what's the RTX card? So I think it was the third twenty sixty. Um, you could run that game at four K one hundred twenty FPS because it is just upscaling um, the sort of the ten eighty P image into four K, but it's not in the same way that uh, the PS four Pro does, for example, where um, it's like checkerboard. I don't know how they do it, but it's very impressive, and it's definitely sort of thing that you could take like a 720p image and upscale it to 4K without any noticeable like loss in quality. Um, it's very clever technology, and I think if we were to get a Switch Pro that did use newer NVIDIA uh, SOCs, that, that that's the kind of technology that we could see pushing 4K on the Switch as opposed to the Switch actually being capable of native 4K. And because of how... DLSSS, DLSS, yeah, because of how it looks, um, especially with uh, Death Stranding, it's it's the right move to do, I would say, um, as opposed to trying to get these these games to run natively on the Switch. Um, what excites me most about this this idea of a 4K Switch is not like um, like you you've both said, Pete and Steve, um, The Witcher Three, for example, not games that are already on there that are third party now looking better and running better, what excites me the most is when I think about the games that we've still got to come out, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, uh, No More Heroes 3, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, um, all of this stuff that's still yet to come that would all benefit from a more powerful Switch. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, you could get running 60 FPS. Metroid Prime 4 could look like, you know, have more realism, have more reflections and things like that that would only be capable of on a, a more powerful console. Um, and that's probably what excites me most about a, a 4K capable Switch. I hope there's some truth to it. Uh, mm. I definitely think that I'm not unhappy with the level of power that the Switch has, but I would like to see, I guess, the remainder of the games that it has to show us be able to push the, the boundaries of what we've seen. Um, because I do feel like Looking at Breath of the Wild, it feels like it's uh, a game that pushes the limits of what the Switch can do, and that was the first big game on the console, you yeah. know. Um, so I would love to see its its uh, you know its sequel be able to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But all right, so let's jump into the Ubi Forward news. Um, <clears throat> this this just happened t- today, as of this recording. So this is all fresh news. Uh, we're gonna kick things off with the first look we got at Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Uh, which you listeners probably better know as Gods and Monsters. Gotta say, way worse name. That's terrible, oh, yeah. man. Sure. Gods and Monsters right? it was so like, I mean, I know we've known it as it for a couple of years, but it just had like a, it was something. It wasn't just like a nameless IP. It wasn't just like, it couldn't be a mobile game. It was just Gods and Monsters. Said what it was on the tin, and it was it was good. Um, but you know what Ubisoft's like with uh, <laughs> with IP and franchises and, yeah. Did any of you guys watch the post show though, where they kind of went into the justification behind the name change and stuff? And I I, I skimmed it because I I was like getting ready for the show, and yeah. uh, I only watched like the the eleven minutes of like gameplay and mm-hmm. stuff that they had, and I was kind of just 
skimming so what was the reasoning behind it so the justification was that they had this idea and concept for the game and they thought they were going to do it within a certain period of time and then i don't know miraculously out of nowhere i've managed to find some more time but uh decided to expand the scope and scale of the game and focus a hundred percent on this lead character called phoenix and that's why the game is called uh, immortals phoenix rising uh, whereas I think previously the concept for the game was that you would play as multiple characters, one of which would be Phoenix, but the other ones would be different characters. Whereas what it seems to be now is that they've given Phoenix the power of the gods that um, she's essentially getting as as the game progresses, rather than actually being the gods themselves. I think yeah. I'm glad they made that call. Um, I... You can have games that have multiple main characters work, but I think for this kind of game, like I'd much rather just get intimately familiar with one character's playstyle and like actually feel like I'm getting a story about them that you know maybe tells me something about them and you know yeah. makes them feel fleshed out. Um, and I feel like the more characters you have to split your focus between, unless it is like an ensemble, you know, the harder it is to connect with any of them. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm cool with that. So did you guys check out the the eleven minute walkthrough that they had on the Ubisoft? I did, yeah. I I thought it looked great. I'm, I'm very excited about this, and I actually know someone who's played the game. So my friend Oscar is the uh, editor of the official PlayStation magazine, and he was tweeting that he's played the game, and it's very much exactly like Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey with Breath of the Wild, and that it's actually funny in places as well. It's quite a, a, a comedic game. And those two are those two games are two games I love very much independently. And watching the gameplay of them come together, combined together, I, I'm all in on it. I think this game looks great. I just can't decide where I want to play it. Do I want to play it on Switch and potentially sacrifice on some performance? Or do I potentially want to play it on my new Xbox Series X later this year? Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm very much like... When I was watching the, because I watched um, Game Bible and Eurogamer did a sort of, they've played the game, they've had some time with it, they did like a preview of the game. Um, and I was watching the videos and I was reading it and I was like, do I, cause when it was announced, I was like, this is definitely a Switch game for me, looking at it because it looks like Breath of the Wild. However, with the new look, the sort of more, almost put, pointing more towards like Assassin's Creed than Breath of the Wild look, I don't think that I would want the downgrade that is going to be on the Switch compared to playing it on PC and being able to make it look as beautiful as possible. So yeah, I think I think this is going to be one that I skip on Switch. But sure, I'm going to have to like wait and see what the the reviews are like. Um, because yeah. it's, it, like it's definitely still a very stylized game. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like it, you know it's the kind of thing of like if the difference is massive, then I'll probably go for it on Xbox or or PlayStation. But I don't know. I I think I could still see myself grabbing this one on Switch, depending on on what it really looks like. But to like actually talk more about about what we saw i'm really really excited by this one uh now and not to say that i wasn't interested in it before but i think i was like kind of casually interested in it before because all we had had was really these very very kind of surface level looks at it and you know a lot of like i don't want to say lip service because that like is a little bit more pejorative than i mean but like just them telling us about what it was like and actually seeing the gameplay and seeing, you know, the, the art style and in action and everything, it's it's very interesting because you can definitely I mean the Breath of the Wild uh vibes that are present are are 
obvious. No, it's everywhere. Like even even in like the little bit where it was, there was they showed a possible quest that you could do, and there's like you can do the quests in different orders, and one of them was you have to make a gust of wind come up, and then you can use your wings to fly. And I was thinking. Oh my god, they just like have taken so much from Breath of the Wild. And then Hercules Bangles, which you uh, Phoenix can use to move items, which is exactly like Magnesis in um, Breath of the Wild. It's literally that. Yeah, it's just, you, there's, a, there's a gif I saw where um, Phoenix literally pulls the box with the, the, the Magnesis thing and puts it on a, a, you know, a button. And I was like, this is Breath of the Wild. Because the initial trailer and the way it was initially revealed was... Um, to be more like Assassin's Creed. It was the Assassin's Creed team. They'd done Odyssey. They were now looking at doing something that was in the same sort of world and style, but with more mythology in it. Um, and then when that leaked gameplay came out on Stadia, uh, when was that? It was early yeah. this year, I think. I was like, this looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. It's got the same stamina bar. It's got the same sort of combat. It's got the same sort of like... I feel like that's... Yeah. Ragdoll. That's been and the narrative it's... around it, right? Is that it's like yeah. a Breath of the Wild clone. And I, I feel yeah. like, um, you know, even like, now we got more looks at things that I think you know, confirm that it wears that inspiration on its sleeve. Like we got to look at the vaults and stuff, which are like solving puzzles with all these different tools. And mm-hmm. they look very much like, you know, the same kind of puzzles that you're solving in breath of the wild. Um, but the thing that I thought was interesting was like seeing how they've peppered in some, some elements that, you know, um, whether you want to say that it's like Assassin's Creed or not, I don't, it doesn't really matter, but like, showing the quest where like you're fighting with that troll and there's like a, a, a more proper mini boss, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's obviously something that you didn't see a lot of in breath of the wild and seeing that as like a regular kind of encounter in a quest is something that I think is really interesting. The idea of like a game that is very much like breath of the wild and it's exploration, but it's like maybe a little bit more combat focused um, is yeah. very appealing. Yeah. And the combat looked so much like, uh, Assassin's Creed to me, especially where you had the the kind of moves that you could do down in the bottom right hand corner with the different weapons and stuff, and those are Fair entirely like Odyssey, yeah, they're exactly like Odyssey, and they're they're customizable in the same way that they are in Odyssey. That you can level up and unlock those different skills and and map them to the buttons that you want them to be on. So I very much like, like I said, I love Odyssey. I love Breath of the Wild. I haven't had a taste of Breath of the Wild in a long time. I thought the next taste was going to be Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Potentially there's two different games this year that I can uh, have a little taste of Breath of the Wild in. And I think I'm probably going to pick this one up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're back to what Pete said, but he said that it wears its influences of Breath of the Wild in its sleeve. I actually think it's more like it wears Breath of the Wild's skin like a morph suit in that it is just like so many little elements of it are just Breath of the Wild, but that's not to its uh, detriment. That's like... It's when Breath of the World came out, we were thinking, you know, this is it. This is the this is what open world games are going to be. This is the the new uh, formula people are going to want to do going forward. And it's taken a couple of years, and I think this is probably one of the first games we're seeing that is doing that Breath of the World thing again. Um, yeah, which is good. And, we, 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 you know, we're getting the games we love, and we're getting more of them. So more, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's. Um, I think you know, some people will, like use the word clone or whatever pejoratively, but to me, it's it's learning good lessons yeah. from other games that are yeah. really, really good and successful, right? Like, um, there's a reason that every platformer after Mario copied going left to right, and mm-hmm. you know, right? Like, it's just like some things just feel good. Yeah. Um, and I think like we all commented how like, wow, gliding around an open world sure feels good. It sure saves you a lot of time. Like now you can fly. Wow. That's driving awesome. anywhere. 
you can climbing climb everywhere. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild wasn't uh, wasn't innocent in it as well. Like they they openly said, you know, they looked at Western games like the Ubisoft oh, yeah. games, and climbing to the top of the tower was just like climbing to the top of towers in Far Cry, and unlocking it unlocks part of the map. You know, people take from different places and and piece it together to make a game. Yeah, that's just good art, and that's the thing is like I. You know, I you you make that um, that joke, Max. But like, I don't because I, I think you look at this and you you definitely see the things it learned from Breath of the Wild. But I don't think it like physically looks like Breath of the Wild that much, excluding the things that look exactly like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You know, no, where it's, it's like right. it has its own style, it has its own yeah. vibe, and I think the things that it it is injecting from other games or you know its own ideas, I think are going to make it feel different enough. Where like it'll give you a little bit of that taste of breath of the wild but i don't think it's going to be a game that feels just like a lesser yeah. breath of the wild I, at least that's my hope based on this it, you know it's not like genshin impact if you think genshin impact it was on playstation 4 also coming to switch it's that chinese game where when i say it looks exactly like breath of the wild i'm not saying like it's looks a lot like breath of the wild i'm saying like it pretty much lifts lifts assets from breath of the wild the enemies look the same the map looks the same the world looks the same however it's more of like a warrior style like combat kind of thing and it just looks like that has <laughs> hey, we've got breath a game like wild. that coming out that's in the breath of the wild universe <laughs> no yeah we spoke about uh genshin we spoke about genshin impact i think it was two or three weeks ago someone wrote in to ask what we thought about the game and we hadn't heard of it but it 100 percent does look exactly like breath of the wild well and I, I remember steve you were just like yeah no i'll wait for gods and monsters for my breath of the wild clone yeah. and uh that's where i'm at with this you know it's like i like i said i i think i, I had my eyes on this game before now but seeing it in action it went from being like a Let's see to, uh, oh yeah, I'm picking this up, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Spooky side note, I just opened YouTube to, to like put on a Genshin Impact video just to double check how much it looks like it. And it's my fourth recommended video when I open. You've just been watching too much Genshin Impact. That, you know, they're yeah. recommendations for never a reason. Watched a YouTube video of it. Nah, you're just showing your cards right now. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so this one comes out on December 3rd. Let's, uh, let's look forward to it. Yeah, sure. All right, so next up, we got another blast from the past, which this year just feels like another, like, hey, let's bring back a bunch of stuff that Pete loves here, but I'm for it. So Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition is coming to Nintendo Switch and other platforms, holiday 2020. Uh, I am so excited about this. Yeah, man, incredible. Uh, I'm a huge Scott Pilgrim fan and a huge fan of the band Anamanaguchi that did the soundtrack for this. This is one low key one of my favorite video game soundtracks, and it really? doesn't come up on my list usually because it's not like a top fiver. But I listen to this soundtrack pretty regularly. It's probably um, like one of the best like chip tunes soundtracks, not in terms of like actual eight bit soundtracks like you know the old video games, but in like terms of just chip style post post yeah yeah like chip chip tune you know emulating the style. Um, this is this is an announcement that I've been waiting for and hoping for for a long time. Um, I had the demo on PS3 that I played recently again because I had it on 360 and lost or then sold that 360, so I don't have access to the game. Um, to see this is so exciting because I mean, like like UP, I'm a massive fan of Scott Pilgrim in the film, massive fan of Anna Gucci, massive fan of just you know the aesthetic of that in general. Yeah, um, and we're finally getting it after all hope seemed fairly lost. Yeah, and I've actually never finished this game because, like, I've started it several times, and every time I tried to play it, um, whoever I was playing it with, like, was always just like, "Let's play Castle Crashers." Yeah, I, I want to play this game. Stop it. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited to get the chance to uh, to finally defeat Gideon uh, in yeah. this one. 
This um, is kind of Twitch, isn't it? I guess giving you a second chance at games that you weren't able to to attack yeah. back today because you can just have it in your hand. Absolutely. Uh, so Kotaku actually had a response from Scott Pilgrim's creator, Brian Lee O'Malley, um, which I'm going to read for you right now. He said, at this point, I honestly have very little involvement other than being a figurehead for the fans. It's just a historical re-release of the same game. None of the original creators are working on the re-release. I don't make any money off the video game. I never did. But maybe if I'm good, they'll give me some download code. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Brian and Anamanaguchi both. Uh, have been like banging the drum for this game for years and um there was a lot of noise getting made about it earlier this year and like we saw that there was some movement and it seemed as though it would come but to see that it's coming back so quickly and that it'll be out this year is like not something that i expected sure i'm gonna be honest that quote about him not making any money doesn't actually surprise me that much knowing just how like how licensed games are made, how licensed games are managed, how licensed games yeah. just get ripped away and stuff. The fact that he's not making any money from it and that no one's involved, it just sounds like the whole bullshit of working on licensed games to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, because you got to think, right? Like, this was the licensed game for the movie, which was a licensing of his comic. So, yeah. like, I'm sure that, you know, he didn't have, you know, however yeah. that played out. But I'd be surprised if Edgar Wright saw a kickback for any of this, even though it was sort of you know the film that he was working on as well. It's just one of those things how bullshit licensing works with things like this. Yeah, it definitely is a problem. I mean, like that's like a big part of why the game wasn't available for so long, right? Um, so I'm glad to see it come back. I'm excited to pick it up. This is the odd game where I think if they actually if they do a physical version, I'll pick it up because I feel like I need to preserve it because i'm afraid they're gonna take it away again <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be waiting a while limited run sort of have said they're not doing it i don't think there's anything announced i think if it's gonna happen it will happen maybe next year maybe um but yeah like you say you buy the game physically you get a digital copy and you put it in a safe somewhere and you bury it underground so in 10 years time when they release the new version you can just pull up the old version let's hope so uh last bit of news for us uh from from the ubi uh presentation this this actually this day i was gonna say this past week but it was earlier i'm wow. very tired it was, uh, prince of persia's sands of time remake which um got leaked like a, i think it was a week ago yeah it was leaked as like a ps4 switch thing um, right yeah. just the logo basically right right and uh we got the you know trailer for the ps4 version today um and it's coming out January 2021. Thought it was really weird. It looks, and it's like, it looks oh, terrible. It's on PS4 2021. Like, why is it on PS5? Like, PS4 2021 looks like a PS3, like an early PS3 game. It does. It was leaked yeah. for Switch, but has actually been announced for Switch. But you can go on the website and click pre-order for Switch. But also, one of the Ubisoft accounts said it was coming to Switch. There's just all this. It's just such a weird. It's coming to Switch, thing. but I think that probably means Nintendo wanted to have it in one of their presentations, and they probably yeah. had a thing with it. Um, that's usually what it is that when it's announced for one platform first, it's usually there's a, a deal with someone. Like with Dark Souls Remastered kind of thing when that got announced on, on the Direct. So I wonder if that would have been, a, you know, because it was delayed. I wonder if that would have been one of those ones that, that was announced later. And yeah, and the Spyro and all the other ones similar to that. So, yeah, we'll see. I actually had a tweet about this that did look, got a little bit of traction where I said it looks like one of those like knockoff porn games you see when you're like, when you're on like a, a slightly dodgier website and you get those porn-looking games in the corner. I've never been on one of those websites. I don't know what you're, talking, know what you're talking about, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, all right, no idea. No idea what you mean. <laughs> I've never, ever... I 
<laughs> I was uh, just like one last comment on this before we move on. Um, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but I was actually under the impression it was going to be the, the like reboot that they did of this based on the logo that was yeah. leaked. Yes, it looked yeah. like it was going to be that rebooted version, not Sands of Time, but I love Sands of Time. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I like this game. I feel like everyone this is like the one this is the right? one that everyone yeah. likes yeah but this video footage looks rough my friend was talking about it we're all saying that sounds of time was the worst of the trilogy like the trilogy just got better as it went along i only played sounds of time so i only have nostalgia and uh, i want to play sounds of time however i would be interested if they then continue to do the rest of the trilogy they probably will if this one sells but yeah. looking at it i'm not so sure if it will <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> mobile game version we'll see i mean it's months away right like january is pretty far off um so if it's like mechanically sound and the only thing is that it just looks like a kind of like garbo right now that's you know they can they can fix that between now and then but you know looking at it it doesn't i wouldn't use the word remake for it would you like to me this is remaster yeah yeah i mean if this is a remake i don't yeah okay i mean it's in the name it's there's no denying it you know i don't know we'll see see. it's the first look at it there's definitely a chance that it'll look better when it actually comes to pass, but as of right now, I definitely understand why people are feeling a little dodgy mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's jump into uh, the last piece of news before our main topic. Biggest piece of news this week. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, a story 100 years before The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has been revealed. Uh, so this came out. It was a six-minute video on the Nintendo YouTube channel. Inuma came out and talked a little bit about Breath of the Wild 2 and how, you know, they're hard at work on it and to be able to, like, give a world that is going to be able to live up to the legacy of the original. Um, you know, it took a little bit more time. So they have this kind of, you know, this game out as, like, a stopgap, something to wet our whistle in the meantime. Uh, and it is, of course, a, uh, you know, basically a sequel to Hyrule Warriors. Um, but specifically about the plot of the war that took place 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild, you know, the, the actual calamity event, um, as it were. So they worked very closely with the Nintendo on this one. You can see that in the art. You know, it looks exactly like Breath of the Wild cutscenes. Uh, and, you know, it's very much a Warriors game, but they said that, you know, the Zelda team had a little bit more input around it this time the whole thing came from an idea from a Inuma approaching them and being like hey i think this would be a great way to tell the story of the war like what's the interest and then this is what we got from it so it's coming out uh just pretty soon actually in november so another example of nintendo just dropping a hey it's out november 20th uh oh okay it's so weird that this is coming this year to me like why are they not saving it for the 35th anniversary this is two million percent an E3 announcement. This is two million billion percent that there was going to be an E3. There was going to be no. You know, the trailer was going to be exactly as it is with Anuma coming out at the start and saying his bit. But there wasn't probably wasn't supposed to be the the big thing at the bottom that says Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. It was supposed to be like a Hi, I'm here to talk about Zelda. Here's what's happening with Breath of the Wild Two. Here's what we're actually giving you instead. Um, which so to me that makes sense that it's coming out this year. Um, for that reason, yeah, because I mean, if if Breath of the Wild Two is coming out in March, like I think it is, it has to come out. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the idea the of getting it out now to like kind of get the hype rolling again, I totally makes sense. Um. And you you know this game's gonna sell gangbusters because people want to get that story connection. Mm. 
Uh, I think even if they don't yeah. care about Warriors games. Honestly, it's the only reason I'm at all interested for it. I've never been interested in a Musou game ever. No, I don't like Musou's either. I do think that people that are buying it for that reason are going to be disappointed. I've just got this inkling that that what we know of the story to Breath of the Wild, as in like you know this calamity era that we're going to be playing, I think what we know we've already seen. I don't think there's going to be that much in the way of new information, new lore. I definitely I think, think you're wrong. Totally, oh, really? man. Like, yeah, I mean, Anuma said that much, right? Like, he said that, like, this is to tell the story. So, like, based on the cutscenes that we saw in this, I think, I think it's going to be pretty substantial. Yeah. And I think if you're the kind of person that like cares about the story of Breath of the Wild, like, you're okay with the fact that it has a thin story and and yeah. thin characters, you know. So, I imagine like if you are that kind of person, you're going to be like chomping at the bit for any amount of new information. So, like, if we do get some level of cutscenes that like tell that story and i mean look they teased zelda like doing the thing like right like freezing herself and yeah, yeah. and everything i think if we see those moments i think people will be they'll be happy you know yeah. see the thing is i like how breath of the wild tells its story outside of its cutscenes i like that the story is the story's already happened you're just in this post story world you're you're exploring through the world and you're you're seeing your own failures and, yeah. and that kind of thing I'm not sure that for me personally, watching a cuts, watching the cutscenes and playing the the Muso bits between it is going to be something that I'll be interested in. Even as someone that does enjoy Breath of the Wild story, purely I think because I, I agree enjoy with you. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind finally. of yeah, right. I mean, you finally had a good opinion, so I know. Like, oh, <laughs> oh shit! Three years. I told but you, yeah. man. If I was a, if I was a Kojima character, I'd be good take man, and that I'm sticking by that. I think you'd be bad take, man, but that's fine. We're all the heroes in our own stories, aren't we? <laughs> so I'm I'm with you, though. Like, I don't like Musos, and they don't really appeal to me in general. And I couldn't – I didn't want to get Hyrule Warriors proper. So, like, with this one, am I interested in it? Yeah, kind of. But I almost think I'll just watch Sarah play it. Yeah, She's way more obsessed than I am. So I think she'll want to get it day one to get the story, and I'll just watch the cutscene. Okay, cut so then you and... need to get Sarah on the Lootbox Twitch channel so I can watch her play it too, because there is no chance in hell I'm playing this. I'll just let her play, and I'll just commentate over it. <laughs> yeah. That that works for me, because I really, uh, there's no way I'm playing it. I'm, I was exci- as excited about this as I was as excited about Persona 5 Strikers. You brought that up earlier, and then we got off track. Oh, yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like one of my—it's like one of my favorite games that they've then taken and done something else with it, and I'm no longer interested in it. But see, that I'm actually gonna play because well, Strikers. Yeah, because I care more about the characters in Persona yeah. than I do about the characters in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. I like Breath of the Wild story for what it is. I feel like it's a serviceable way to set up the adventure. Uh, but I fell in love that game with that game because of the experience Me of too. playing that game. And I never even found and... all the cutscenes and didn't bother. Did you guys play Hyrule Warriors? No. Or Fire Emblem no. Warriors? For that no. Matter. Nope. So I played Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U and um, played through the story and very quickly realized that they're not story games. Um, I played through the story. It was like a whole sort of unique story for the, where all the worlds were colliding, all the characters were colliding. It had some new characters in it. That got that over and done with and then realized, okay, now all I'm doing is there's now all this actual like other Muso stuff that I don't want to do. There's like grinding and there's there's like different character levels to play through and there's like maps to play through that are just essentially playing warriors stuff and doing these quests. But the story has sort of stopped. So if I was to get this game to just play the story, I know I would be disappointed because even if I'm wrong and there is a whole load of new stuff, I know that that's going to be over pretty quickly and the meat of the game is going to be um 
you know, doing more button mashing and clearing out um, towers or whatever the, the you know clearing out courtyards and stuff like that, which I didn't enjoy about Horror Warriors proper. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, but we'll see it because it also definitely seems like it's different than a lot of other Muso games and games from yeah. Koei Tecmo. So, you know, it looks like it's kind of trying to do something that's I think a little bit closer to Breath of the Wild, but like with that same gameplay. So I don't know, like it depends on, I guess what the loop is like and how much meat there is aside from just that gameplay content, whether or not oh. I'll actually give it a go. I think that comes down to just the inventiveness of some of the attacks because the, the, the attacks in the DLC characters for Horror Warriors were really like inventive and they made it, they, they were more um, cinematic and animated and stuff like that. And I think we're seeing that at the very beginning of this one, the bombs sure. and the, the magnet and stuff like that. So maybe what you're seeing as like, cool, this is Breath of the Wild is that they've just taken the essence of Breath of the Wild and made these really cool looking attacks. Um, yeah. But we'll see. And- I love being proven wrong. It's my favorite thing. So let's do it. You know, it happens so often, so that's good for you. Uh, so we did have uh, two questions that were Zelda-related. I wanted to hop in, pull out of the mail pot. So this one comes from uh, one of our Patreon supporters, that Doc Guy, uh, who <clears throat> wrote in and said, with the Zelda 35th anniversary collection being all but do-confirmed, I think he means deconfirmed, But I'm not sure. Yeah, I would guess so. Uh, probably auto-corrected. Do you think they're going to do re-releases next year, even if it's just one game? I don't know where you're getting the "it's all but deconfirmed" thing from. Where was it? I mean, yeah, we haven't had anything that's sort of like gone against what you know what Pixel said or what some other people have found. Unless, unless the um, the leak specifically said there will never ever be another Horror Warriors, and now this game has deconfirmed that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. So I'm. I'm not sure where you got that from, Doc. I'd be interested to hear if you want to write in. Maybe we'll talk about it again next week or something. But. uh I I don't know, honestly. It's tough to say because obviously it's going to be Zelda's 35th anniversary and I think everyone's expecting a certain amount of fanfare around that, uh, which I think makes sense. But again, I'm also, I'm very, very convinced that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out next year. And whether it's in March, like I've predicted, or if it's in the fall, I have a hard time thinking that it's not a 2021 game. So if that game comes out, it's hard for me to imagine them also doing a re-release of like a Wind Waker or, you know, Twilight Princess or any of the other games that have gotten HD treatments or perhaps bringing us like Ocarina or Majora's, any of those kinds of games that obviously people would like on Switch. Um, I think they could put both out in one year, but I don't know that they would. I think if we are going to get some kind of re-release, it would probably be for a smaller game or like a spinoff or something that feeds into the like we got paper mario right yeah and we that's got paper like mario, mario, mario game but we also got super mario 3d world yeah that's what i'm saying um, though i think that's the breath of the wild level announcement right is that's the big uh, thing and i think we might get something smaller but it's like we already got cadence of hyrule this year we already got hyrule warriors this year so i don't really know what else that could be we got 3D. We got the 3D Mario collection, right? So that would be your your creator of time, your Majora's Mask. So they would, you know, that, that's the three big Mario 35th anniversary announcements. If we're if we're saying that they're going to do something similar, then there's going to have to be, you know, Breath of the Wild might be the the Super Mario 3D Land, Breath of the Wild 2, sorry. Then you've got Paper Mario as like a side game. And then you've also got this this collection of old games, which could be the Wind Waker or the Ocarina of Time that you're talking about. So I could see them doing a 2D remake like they did with uh, Link's Awakening. That's and I'd awesome. really like that. 
You get the 2D Zelda and you get the 3D Zelda in the same year. Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Do it. <laughs> a Capcom collection would be good. Like a Capcom, like yeah. take all the cap- the three Capcom games, put them on a cartridge. Yeah, um, and then make Link the main character because it's the Legend of Zelda thing for anniversary, not Capcom's. What do you mean? You said take the what? Capcom collection. Yeah, Capcom made those games. What? Oh, did they? They yeah. made Oracle and they made Minish Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like a Cap- sorry, Capcom Zelda, the, the, the three handheld Capcom Zelda games. I mean, I never played the Oracle games. Would love to. Minish Cap is like one of those like all time children's Minish Cap's favorite. really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, that was another Capcom one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so to jump off of that, this one came from Affy, Affy Lockhart on Twitter, uh, who said, what are you hoping to see for Zelda's 35th anniversary? Pick something realistic and then pick something that would be your dream. Hmm. So the realistic thing is for me is Breath of the Wild 2. I very much want Breath of the Wild 2 to come out. That's a realistic thing. Well, it is. I think it is a realistic thing, though, and I want that. And like, if that game doesn't come out next year, I'll be very disappointed. So like, that's my realistic wish for it in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, I think my dream pick would probably be another Link's Awakening style remake of the the you know the ages games that we were just discussing. Uh, potentially Minish Cap. I think asking for all of those in one. I think they those would be two separate games. But um, fifty pounds that would, be, that would be tight. But I would also really love a a three D collection like we just got from mario like similar to the one we got on the gamecube as like the promo disc but rather than having zelda one and two and then ocarina and majora's it could be ocarina majora's and then maybe wind waker and um uh twilight princess maybe skyward sword on there as well but i don't think they're gonna sell it that that would be insane yes that's the one it's like the only it's the only gamecube game i own (laughs) i'm so i'm so salty i had that game and my best friend borrowed it for a while, and then his brother uh, took it and like just lost it. What game and I'm, I'm friends with his brother to this day, and I bring it up every time, like almost every time that I see him. I'm just like, every time he's just like, "Hey, what have I ever done to you?" It's like, "Where's my Zelda game? Where's my Zelda promotional disc, bro?" <laughs> It's like, why don't you go buy one for five hundred dollars and give it to me? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that's like really so expensive. I Huh? What are these expensive? Pretty sure, yeah. Let's yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah. While while, uh, yeah. while you tell me your wish list thing, my my wish list thing. realistic is a uh, and maybe it's not realistic. And you'll have you two will have to decide is a Zelda themed Switch Pro. But I don't know if that's <laughs> that's realistic. Uh, yeah, because I would. Really I think like a Zelda themed console is realistic. The Switch Pro is up in the air, but I would say a. a We've already, gold had, we've already had a Zelda theme Switch cons- uh, console, though, so I don't know if they would do another. Could we? I'm sure we did. No. no. We don't no, have a Zelda really theme Switch. Well, we need one then. Yeah, that's sure, why we're I think. Getting, at the very least, we're getting gold joints. What I really sure don't want, like... though, is for them to do a Zelda theme Switch and it's the Switch Lite because I have zero interest in buying one of those. And... <laughs> yeah, no, that would be bad. <laughs> Too late, bro. The monkey paws already. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happening. I'm I'm with you, Max. Where I I think if anything, we'll get um like we'll get a we might get a console like we got the Pokemon one where there's like the Triforce on the back or something and like gold or or Link Link Green or maybe Breath of the Wild Blue, uh, Joy Cons. I think any of those totally makes sense. I think completing the gold the gold controller sort of collection. You know, you have the the gold Wiimote, the gold um, 
Pro, whatever it was called, the the Wiimote Plus Pro, whatever thing, the gold, and then you know to get a set of gold Joy Cons or a gold uh, Pro controller or something like that would probably be pretty realistic. What's your dream though, uh, Steve? If that's your if that's your realistic, what's your dream? My my dream's a simple one. I really just want Wind Waker on Switch, and I don't think that's realistic. I think that's totally real. We'll get it eventually. You know, but not so? next year. I don't think. Yeah, you're probably right because of the same reason I laid out earlier. But I don't know. I think I think we'll get it eventually. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, my realistic guess is Wind Waker on Switch. Okay. Um, Because because you know we're running out of Wii U games left. There's Xenoblade Chronicles X. There's the two Zelda games, and then there's Devil's Third. You know, there are only the only four amazing Wii U games. Well, that's not true because Um, we spoke about when Chloe was on, and Zombie U is apparently a banging game that we all need to bring over from from the Wii U. (laughs) It's on other platforms. It's on PS4. It's so weird. PlayStation, yeah. It's on PC. Um, Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for that as my realistic one. Wind Waker on Switch. My dream one is is the the. the collection i had that as a kid as well you know i played through zelda 1 zelda 2 i played for ocarina of time played through wind waker i played the demo of wind waker sorry and i tried to see how far i could get every time like how far can i get in wind waker you know you start the demo there's a couple wasn't there there's one where you're in the um you're in the prison and there's one where you're in one of the dungeons i was like right okay get through the dungeon get through the dungeon i almost like got to the boss once and then i bought the actual game and just played through it um but that would be cool to have, like, the collection of, of... Even if it's, like, the 3D collection for Mario, and it's just, like, the N64 version of Ocarina of Time, the N64 version of Majora's Mask. Yeah, I'm fine with that. They're, they're fine. However, if it was, like, the 3D versions... Give me the 3DS versions. version, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, yeah, the 3DS version Switchified. I'm okay with that, too. Don't know why I just did that. I meant like that, but yeah. That's what I want in Glorious, in glorious 4K. That's what we need. Oh, boy. And then Steve can't say that the game's brown. Um, So it looks like it costs anywhere from, like... 75 to 150 dollars depending on the quality of the the Pete, you could have this copy but it's pal so crap we'll need to get a european I mean, noob and everything i'll take that one i'm sure no don't give it to him don't give it to him we, we pal, we pal pals, yes, we pal Steve. no no you're not <laughs> all right so uh we had one more question i wanted to pull out of the mail pot that wasn't really related to anything else but it is zelda related uh, and I thought this was a, a, an interesting one. This one comes from uh, Mr. Den on Twitter. He said, yo, guys, it's me, the guy who asked you if you guys thought we'd see something more from Zelda other than uh, other than the cadence of Hyrule physical release like two months ago. I agreed, and I thought cadence of Hyrule, I thought cadence would be it too, but how happy are you guys to be wrong? <laughs> Very. Uh, I'm, I, I'm glad for all the Zelda stands out there that they've got something else to, uh, to chew on. And as a big Zelda fan myself, uh, I'm excited to watch the cutscenes because you know how I feel <laughs> about them mutos. Um, and then Mr. Den also added, and thank you guys for putting out these episodes. I really, really enjoy them. I'm still, I'm stoked for age of calamity. It was a genuine surprise. Well, thank you for writing in. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. So he's welcome for age of calamity. It looks like, Oh yeah. 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 We, obviously we're the ones who added everything to do it's with it. So you're welcome. I'm quite quickly jumping. Do you remember when the, the Skyward Sword remaster or the Skyward Sword rumors were like, live and real and they were all going around and, yeah. it, and they happened like, wasn't it twice it was like one a couple of years ago and one earlier this year yeah it's still gonna happen what I do think. we think about that happen it'll happen eventually yeah maybe that'll be next year's uh next year's remaster the Zelda 3D collection ocarina of time no there's too many maybe they actually make skyward sword fun to play and get rid of some of the motion controls that would be great <laughs> also have it not in 480i because that's what really put me off as a pal 
as a PAL player, playing that in 480i on like a 32-inch TV. Yeah. Hideous. Hideous. No it loses no everything it tries to do. All right. So let's jump into our main topic. Uh, this one comes from an offhand comment that Max made last week that I had to try <laughs> to make him shut up so I could move the show along. And I, I said, you know what? We'll make it the main topic next week. I'll let you come back on, even if you say shit about 2D Mario. So here he is. We're here. <laughs> Max, I you said last it. week that you felt as though uh, Nintendo has had uh, a lot of missed opportunities this generation, despite the mm-hmm. fact that I think we can all agree uh, the Nintendo Switch has been a success. It's had some uh, some fire releases. I think it has a great library. It sold really well. It's obviously connected with a lot of fans. Uh, but I, I think even saying all those things, Nintendo is certainly not above criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought this was an interesting enough to warrant a main topic in a meteor discussion. I got some people writing in from the Discord uh, with some of their thoughts that we'll get into here throughout. So, Max, why don't you kick it off? Pick pick a thing that you want to point out, because I know you've got a laundry list. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can, but we're going to have to jump from one to one. So let's establish them one. And, you got You actually have a list. Okay, so give me your first one. Give me the first okay, one you got. Okay, so the, 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 this isn't the number one thing. It's just the first thing that pops into my head when I was thinking about this. These are all unranked. No no ranking. Yeah, we're yeah, just going to yeah, go through just, yeah, yeah. things that we think that, you know, that might be worth when I think of so this is specifically the Switch generation, by the way, I'm not talking about the Wii U. I'm talking about the Switch. The the one of the first things that I think of is the UI, just the whole Switch UI, just the whole, you know, even compared to like the Wii U and the Wii and even the DS. I feel like that there's so many things that the the Switch could do with the UI that, but it still feels like that same day one beta console. Uh, I mean that as in like actually beta, not like beta man. I love the UI. Oh, I like... It's clean, but it's fucking crazy that they don't have any themes. Yeah, I know. There's a whole section. <laughs> like you said, Steve, there's a whole section for themes, and it's like do you want dark or light? I know. If it was literally that, why wouldn't you just do what all phones do? It's like dark mode on. Light mode, dark mode. Yeah, yeah just have dark mode be a checked box. Like, yeah. it's clear that they had the intention of doing mm. themes like they had on the 3DS, and that like, you know, every other console has. But we've just never gotten them, and I don't understand. It, it is to me, it is the exact same level of baffling as like, why isn't Netflix on the Switch? That was my number two. Like, why? You got Netflix games, but no yeah. Netflix. <laughs> There's yeah, multiple yeah, yeah. Netflix licensed games on the Switch, no yeah. Netflix, and it it's like an we have Hulu, which is you guys don't even have we don't even have hulu yeah it's way less popular than netflix the only one we've got is youtube and that took ages to come here and it's still bad you have to control it with the with the joy cons don't you still yeah. i think you can't use the touch screen at all is yeah. amazon prime on it no no it's like it's nothing literally youtube for us we have youtube but we have nothing there is no so if, i think even the D, the 3ds has netflix i think i can i can go and fucking Dude, watch yeah the 3DS, the 3ds has netflix confirmed i used to use it <laughs> Yeah, right. Ridiculous. The Wii, the Wii, the Wii had a disc, but it still had Netflix on it. You know, it's just strange. The Netflix disc, the Wii, the Wii disc. The yeah, classic, yeah. absolutely classic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's super weird that that's a problem yet. Um, and I'm more bothered by the themes than by yeah, the lack too. of yeah, entertainment yeah. apps because I'm privileged and have a smart TV and other consoles. But so, like, like I, I know McCall is McCall is like a younger brother who I think is thirteen. It, the only thing he really has is is his switch, and so yeah. he watches just he just watches YouTube on it. And you it, know, if uh, Danny was... from the website is also thirteen years old, and he only uses his <laughs> uh, switch to play YouTube. 
<laughs> I know I see it every time. It's like 700 hours when he's online. You've played this game for 700 hours. You played Breath of the Wild for one hour and 800 hours spent on YouTube. I deleted YouTube because it was my most played thing and it was getting in the way of the screenshots of my most played oh games. Oh my god. I've never I've never used it. I've never installed it. See, I, I, well, I, never, I didn't have a smart TV until this year. So I would, And my only other sort of device I could play YouTube and Netflix on was my PC. However, the ball ache of turning the PC on, coming over to the desk, turning it on, putting it on the TV, laying down, and they go, okay, I want to change the screen. Now I'll go up, I go to the PC. I was like, it's just <laughs> so enough. simple for me to have it on Switch. But this is back when I was on Reddit a lot before... before um, before I started doing stuff on Loot Pass and being on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and, it, and a comment would come up and it'd be like, oh, what do you think the Switch is missing? And I'd say, oh, like Netflix or, you know, just apps like that. And they'd be like, the Switch is about games. It's all about the games. They're focusing on the games. Why do you want things like that? There's a million devices. Watch it on your phone. Watch it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, all I want is just another option. It's just a it's Yeah, just I've never understood it. And now. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that the the Switch doesn't have a decent web browser. And yeah. I think if it because did it have could, one... Because they were scared of hacking, right? Speaking of that, um, Lily Cloud from the Discord wrote in and said, web browser, apps like Netflix, messaging system, do I need to say more? Like if you had the web browser, that would solve that anyway. You wouldn't even need the yeah. app. You could just go to netflix.com in the browser again, and watch though, it there. It's just wild because like those we had a web browser. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I, you know I used to I mean? use the Wii browser all the time. The Wii even had Netflix. You put the disc in, and then you played Netflix. <laughs> it was so crap. I said, I said that like two minutes ago. Oh, um, did you? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I I'm one of those people who, in the first year of a Switch, when you know, as someone who owned a Wii U, I was very desperate for this. Not desperate, but I was really, I was really in the Switch's corner. I was like, the Switch is going to do well. Look at all the games it's getting. This is going to be great. It's a new Nintendo. It's finally doing what you want from them. So whenever the 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 thing about like apps and netflix and things came up i was like it would be nice this is in 2017 i was like it'd be nice but they're focusing on games there's a clearly a focus on games there's more important right. things at stake now with three over you know nearly four years down the line i think that that excuse sort of has gone a little bit not that the um not that they're not focusing on games but i just think there's been more than enough time for them to have done stuff like apps because it doesn't take that much effort oh I mean, sorry that's that's um i'm reducing it but it doesn't take much effort from nintendo because I, I genuinely think it's a technical problem, and I really do think, think it comes down to not having a web browser or giving access yeah. to developers the web browser. I don't, I don't. I don't think it can be that though, because then why does Hulu work? Yeah, I have, you know? how can you easily? How can you log into um, log into to, when you log into your Twitter and your Facebook account? Yes, but that's a browser that that Nintendo has access to, but they do not give access to any developers. They don't have give any, okay. any developer access to a browser. It's the reason CrossCode had to be recompiled from HTML and JavaScript into C++. Sure. Yeah, but I just I, like I don't I don't I don't think that that argument holds weight when Hulu runs. Hulu and YouTube work, so why can't Netflix work, or why yeah. can't Amazon Prime work, or any? I, other? I, I mean, from They've that perspective, it must come down to Netflix and Amazon not wanting to build a specific version for one console, and they don't see value yeah. in that. Because I'd imagine Nintendo would accept it. They've accepted Hulu and they've accepted YouTube. It's just one of those things that makes me go like, why? Yeah, I can't think. It's like like when I like with this. We had the question last week of like, oh, I wonder why Nintendo are doing those Mario remasters, but only like for a limited time. And it's like I don't have a reason for you. It's yeah. just it's just something. It's just a, the reality. To, reality to me, is happening. To me, it feels like a thing that is definitely possible, and like Nintendo should be more aggressive about it. 
you know, because yeah. if, if all of these things like the, all these apps and services that we've talked about ran on other platforms that they provided that were yeah. worse and weaker and had worse infrastructure than the switch. So it doesn't make sense to me that there's no way that it can work. If they have some internal logic behind it, fine. But like, I don't know. It just it just feels like a thing that they should be either more transparent about or more aggressive about meeting that consumer demand because there's been requests for it from the beginning, you know? And and it's something that is like yeah. standard on every other device. Like, why not give people the option? I mean, consumers expect it at this point, don't they? They've been on yeah. consoles for it's forever. It's one of those standard things on a on a device that plays on your TV. You have Netflix on there. Yeah. Or at least I, at least the like- do something similar. I feel like it's the kind of thing where, like, if you don't own a, ne- a Switch right now and you bought a Switch and you're like, I can't d- download Netflix on this fucking thing? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know? Again, especially when Hulu is available. That's so yeah. strange. It's so, so strange yeah. to me. Yeah. Do you know what I call that? A missed opportunity, Pete. That's what I call that. <laughs> well, speaking of missed opportunities, Max, and things Ooh. that were on previous generations, Ooh. I really think they missed a trick with not bringing over the virtual console. And I know they yeah, have yeah. their Switch Online, SNES and NES thing, but it doesn't have a patch on the virtual yeah. console, in my opinion. The fact that you could even play on, on the uh, Wii U, you could even play DS games. Like, I, I really, really wish at some point they would start bringing some of that over, but I don't think they ever will. The promise of the the Switch Online, um, which I know has been brought up in a comment, but the promise of Switch Online hasn't met expectations, strangely enough, um, has been a missed opportunity because, you know, you see like, oh, you can play all these NES games, but very quickly that then turned into, here's a bunch of NES games you don't want to play. And then it was like, here's a bunch of SNES games. Then it was like, here's a bunch of NES games you don't want to play. However, they're also getting them once every four months at most and you get two at a time maybe yeah. I, I think i think it's it's uh and I, i've defended the nes and snes online apps I, I don't i don't think that nintendo's online is an unreasonable ask in terms of like the financial yeah and i think that's been an argument right of like what are you actually paying for it's not worth it i personally i think for 20 dollars a year the access to the NES and the SNES and like Tetris 99 is worth it. That being said, I don't think you can debate that it's a missed opportunity. Oh yeah. Because like just looking at the library of what's available on the NES and SNES classics versus what's available on the app, it's like night and day. Like why isn't Earthbound on the Switch? Oh uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Where's Earthbound? Um, Cause it's like, even if you take out like licensing, right? Like if they don't want to figure out a licensing thing for, Mega Man or, you know, or, or, or Capcom's not willing to because they want to sell us the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah. Like, whatever the reasons are, because I don't think that the virtual console going away is 100% on Nintendo. I think it's also a shifting market and that yeah. companies are getting smarter about leveraging their IP and their retro content. And Why I would think you sell that, it at, like, a pound a pop profit for them when you could sell it at, like, $30 only digitally only so you have to get the full whack of it? Kind well, of the thing. story at right. the time wasn't even Switch Online. It was um, the mini consoles that they were selling it was we're not in the virtual console anymore we're going to be doing it in other avenues and one of those things was the mini nes and the the mini snes and and that's the thing right is like i i think it's fine if that's what they want to do but i still think that it's a missed opportunity because i i i really think it's a dumb move like frankly to to have nintendo have this mindset of it's all or it's nothing it's one or it's the other that's stupid 
because I, I really think it like in this day and age, what consumers want is choice, you know? And I, I, I think maybe this is like a clumsy analogy, but like, I, I think it's as simple as looking at like the success of something like the Android marketplace or like the success of like Xbox game pass of like people want options. And when you look at game pass, game pass, isn't a all or nothing solution, right? Game pass is a thing that you pay a monthly subscription for, but you can also buy the games that are there at a reduced price because you're a subscription holder. And when they go away, you get a chance to secure them before they're gone at a, at a better rate. Why can't Nintendo just do that with the virtual console? Like, what if that was the model? I mean, I would love that. Like, you have a rotating collection of games, and if you want to keep it forever, then you pay for it, but otherwise it goes away. Like, movies on Netflix do, you know, they're not always there. Yeah. And if I want to buy them, I have to go and either get a disc or download it on iTunes or something. And again, I think that there is a, a consumer that only cares about, like, Super Mario World or, or Earthbound or whatever, and will just use the online app that they're getting for free as part of their subscription but i also think that there's like a level of player who like wants deeper cut retro titles and that was what was so great about it. even i think no, no virtual console has ever matched the Wii. the Wii's virtual console has, it was the deepest of dives into and it's gotten the, worse really every generation history. oh yeah and it's, it's gotten less inclusive you used and to like, be able to get weird consoles. You used to be able to get weird consoles, weird games. Yeah, you had like Turbo Graphics and uh, Master System. You could just pick the random game and play the random game. But now with the stuff we're getting, we're forced to get an entire collection. The stuff they're putting on that's niche, there might be four or five people that are like, oh, yes, love um, Donkey Kong Math or whatever, Donkey Kong Junior Math. But there are going to be people like maybe the three of us who are going, I don't care about that. However, there's going to be that one game. Like for me, if, if I could buy... Uh, Kabuki Quantum Warrior, uh, Kabuki Quantum Fighter, should I say, on the virtual console, I would do it straight up. It's the only one of the only NES games that isn't like a Nintendo classic that I enjoy. I literally just want Warrior Land Four. I really just want Warrior Land yeah. Four on my on my Switch. Like, I, I, and that's actually, yeah, it's such an obvious one. Because because I'm a I'm a jerk basically. Uh, yeah. One of my my closest friends, uh, Mike, who's written for Lupazzi's in my band, he is a huge Earthbound fan, and he's wanted me to play this game for years. And it's, I've just never found a way to play it that felt good. Like, I uh, never had a new 3DS, so I couldn't get it there. And I have the Super Nintendo Classic, and I tried to play it on my 4K TV, and it just didn't feel right. It was too big. It was, it just, eh, you know, and I I wasn't connecting with it the way I wanted to. And I really just wanted to come to Switch, and I, I would pay them money for it. I would give them tens of dollars for that. But... They won't. They won't give it to me. Yeah. And to me, they the, have a thing with the Super Nintendo games that I'm paying for, yeah. and they won't put the game that I want <laughs> that they own on the fucking platform. It's already on the, the fucking the other one. The, it's the like Switch, what the fuck? I paid for it like three times now. Just let me play it. The Switch for me is like you say, like you know, you don't want to play it on the big TV. You don't want to play it with with other controls. You don't want to emulate it. The Switch to me is the perfect Super Metroid device in that I can play it. My, my favorite game of all time but without having to sort of like go through the rigmarole of like okay i've got to play it with a ps1 controller or uh, or i've got to um play it on a big tv with like an nes uh, SNES controller that i don't like using or you know all the caveats of like that stop me from playing that game are gone because i can just play it on the switch with the crt filter on to you know to enjoy it how it was originally and yeah i think the switch online is a much harder pill for me to swallow now that pixel stopped paying for it and i pay for it myself 
um <laughs> is uh is all i can all i can say about it really yeah i just i really really wish that the the trajectory of the virtual console had gone in reverse yeah like i wish that it had grown every generation not shrunk and then become this thing now we're like we don't have access to games that we've had access to on other platforms that we should have access to that I can get on older hardware. Like I could buy a new 3DS and play Earthbound there, but why should I have to do that? I have a Switch. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And I think it's clearly a missed opportunity. We love these missed opportunities. What else did you guys have on, on your list for missed opportunities? The only things I've got, I mean, things we've spoken about a bazillion times that, that I know Tyler's yeah, I wrote in about the online services. Yeah, here. So, so let's let's jump into Tyler's comment. We yeah, got sure. another comment from the Discord. This one comes from the Tyler Olson, another one of our Patreon supporters, who wrote in and said, "Do I even have to bring up online services? I remember that there was a rumor early on in the year that Nintendo might have been partnering with Microsoft to bring Xbox Live to Switch. And honestly, I would have loved that. A way to communicate with people directly on the Switch through voice or text with dedicated gamer tags is something that I'm gobsmacked. Nintendo hasn't realized works in the year 2020." <laughs> I hate having to open Discord on my phone or computer to communicate with friends while playing on a different system. It's annoying when I have to try to use headphones for two separate devices at once. Sorry, well, I think I'm about to quote one of you two, and I can't remember which one of you two it is, but why didn't they just bring in one guy who's like an expert at, at this kind of thing, have yep. them just grab a team, give them the reins, they'll, you know, get them to set it up, and then, I mean, obviously that they're a huge company and that's quite complex, but... It it's inexcusable at this point that they right. haven't done that, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're right. I have brought that up on past episodes of like, why don't you headhunt somebody yeah. from Microsoft? Or just give it to a third-party service. Just say, right, Discord's handling it all. You can have your Discord friends on your Switch. It's all yeah, going to be put linked the app to on that. The Switch. Yeah, just do that. That would be that. It would be that simple. Like, and, and that would require know, background apps, which I think is just something that the Switch doesn't even need to. You just can, you go in like you're connecting Twitter or Facebook. And it connects it, and it brings out your list of Discord people. It shows you when they're online or if they're playing a game. Yeah, but that's still got to run in the background, hasn't it? Well, uh, it's not. All I'm saying is, it wouldn't be a background app. It would be a deeper integration within the operating system. And rather yeah, than like run, building yeah. the whole system yourself, you just sub it out to Discord, which everyone uses anyway. I wonder if that's the kind of thing that would. I mean, like even simple features like the screen recording, or not screen recording, the, the sort of getting a thirty second clip that Smash Brothers doesn't have to preserve frame rate. Um, or there are other games as well. Like Overwatch doesn't let you take a 30-second video. It's so annoying when you get a really good play at the game. Yeah, Witcher 3 doesn't either. And that's the kind of thing that I think is turned off to preserve, you know, that just that extra little bit of RAM that's, yeah. that's keeping that 30-second clip constantly. Yeah. And I wonder if, if streaming, uh, having a Discord open in the background to, for you to do it, I don't know if that's one of those things that developers would turn off in favour of performance. That's a, that's a compelling point, Max, is that maybe there is a power problem for why the Switch doesn't... I had never really considered... I don't, I don't buy that at all, though, because games like uh, Fortnite have voice chat built in. Yeah. And, I, and I know that's in the game and it's a process, that's but true. it's there. You can do it in the game. Yeah, I think a game-by-game -game basis is probably a lot easier to do than a, a, a big... Um, integrated, like you say, like an integrated solution. It's for even Nintendo. it's even less that though. Like we've spoken about it a million times before. It's stuff like I want a username that I use everywhere, and I want people to be able to use that username to find me and add me on yeah. Switch and not have to take a picture of a uh, sixteen-digit code and ask them to enter it in. It's just it's stupid. It really is stupid. When we had a big loot pots 
hiring and we brought in a bunch of people the whole like let's exchange friend codes and then there's just there's just you're posting this a screenshot of your thing and everyone's like going okay i'm adding this i'm adding this when you have me blah, blah blah as opposed to just here's a link to my profile click on that and click that or just search my name kind of thing yep um, yeah it's it's irritating you know like because honestly you just brought that up and uh i just realized now my coworker and i were talking about competitive pokemon recently and like He's like, oh, here's my friend code. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll send you mine later. Never sent it. Never added him because it's a pain in the ass. Yes, pain. Otherwise, you'd have been like, oh, yeah, I'm loud underscore P. I'm loud P. Yeah. 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 Uh, easy, right? But also, that's how it works on every other platform. Like 90, I'm going to say 99% of the people that I have on my friends list on Switch. The only reason I have them on my friends list on Switch is because I can see what they're playing. I, there is no other reason for me to be friends with people because... The only games I would ever really play with them is like Animal Crossing, which I've, we played for a brief period of time, haven't played since. But there's no messaging. There's no like, oh, cool. Here's like, here's this. Let's. I see you're playing this. Let me play it with you or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like all... the standard party feature of invite someone over. Like when I was playing Destiny on Xbox, you know, you see a friend's online watching YouTube or whatever. You can just like, hey, drop them Destiny. an invite and yeah. say, come play Destiny. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, or, or like, like, or like being able to... Or like being able to compare achievements. Yeah, achievements would be great. That's another missed opportunity. Um, it's just it's just the kind of thing where like I'm not really a huge achievement or trophy hunter either, but it's just like why? Why why do you not even have the option for any like anything like that? Maybe it's not that, but like at least like the Wii even had like the that place where Oh yeah. Well the drawings came up. Mm-hmm. You click the little, you click the little message down in the bottom right, and then the console would glow blue when you get a new one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and like those were things that were cool, you know, and yeah. and like Meverse, remember Meverse? Yeah, and like those are not, those are not what I want. Those aren't the social solution that I'm looking for. But the fact that they went from being like we're gonna do weird out of the box things to we're gonna do nothing is it's a bummer. Just modern stuff. I mean, like the way the way. I mean, even when you think about like when the Wii U launched, and then to now, the the difference in the digital landscape in how we use social media and things like that is just is completely different. There are more modern solutions, and and the new consoles that are coming out have like share buttons, and they have ways to to stream your stuff and all these. So does the Switch though? That's the crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can do that. It can, like you said, it can connect to Twitter, but like I can't send you a message. Yeah. That's nuts. What a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity. I think uh, I have one more, um, if you guys don't mind having a quick a quick yeah. debate about we got one games. more. All right, we'll get one more in. So I actually have, so one more uh, was going to be, um, so I'm not, what I'm not going to include in this one more is how Pokemon Sword and Shield didn't hit its expectations for me personally, because I don't want to get into the whole debate right now. I'm sure we've had this before on a different show, Pete. The one more I want to do is that some games that didn't hit the potential that we expected them to based on how Nintendo advertised them. And for me, that's things like Mario Tennis Aces, where uh-huh. it's they're like, oh yeah, you know, this one's got a story. This isn't this isn't the one from the Wii you didn't like. This is a this is a new one, this is a good one. But actually, it was very much like the white Wii U one kind of thing. Um things like I, my problem with it was I just didn't think it was fun. Like it was too yeah. it was way too technical. Yeah. Weirdly it enough, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Wii tennis, but with a fun Mario skin and then a, a fun Mario story. It was it was just a, a, a tennis game that had like characters that had different abilities that were better than each other and stuff like that. It I, wasn't Arcadian. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, I think I ultimately wanted was I wanted the game that they p- 
pitched me, but I also wanted it to feel like Super uh, Super Mario Tennis 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Mario Tennis 64, whatever the hell it was called. Because that's my favorite Mario Tennis. Other games that come to mind for me, though, are like ARMS, which we've spoken a million times. That really oh. is a huge, like, missed opportunity. And the fact that I they love never... that game. They never made any more content for it. I think they did a great job of supporting it for the time they did with new characters. But you were still doing the same thing with the new characters. Even, like, you were still doing yeah. the same modes. I still think the online the online setup was really good that it sort of, like... It was. Like, the, the matchmaking was play good. This, play, this, play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those things were tight. But, like, to Steve's point, there just wasn't enough content. Like, yeah. they supported it with new characters. But, like, there wasn't enough to do. And the yeah. primary thing that you can do when you get to endgame is play online. Yeah. But, like, no one was really playing anymore. Yeah. You know, it was because so they're... weird watching the versus accounts do like the what were they called? It wasn't like an arms, like it was like the Splatfest thing, but it wasn't. It was just like the tournament, yeah, test punch. I think it was even up until like a couple of weeks, like a couple of uh, months ago, like last year, kind of thing. I forgot, sorry, I forget we're in September last year, um, where they were still pushing these things. I'm like, who is still playing arms because they haven't given anyone a reason to still play arms. Um, I guess that Min Min being in Smash is a reason for people maybe to dive back in. Even I was tempted to like go, oh yeah, I'll pick up Arms and remember like what it was like. But I also know that I only played five hours of that game in total that's because my, yeah. that's my thing. Like I got really into it for a while. Mm. You know, like I really enjoyed that game, and I would call myself like an Arms stan almost. Where like I really like want it to come back. I want it to be good. I want it to be beloved because I had a lot of fun with it. But the reason I stopped playing was because it's a game that relies on you having other people to play with you and nobody ever wants to play it with me. And the online community is just not there. Like it fell apart, you know? Yeah. I remember playing it at the switch reveal event or switch launch event. Uh, It was a reveal event in January, 2017 playing arms for the first time and saying to my friend, like, this is going to be good. This, like the demo I'm playing here, I can see the potential of this. And then the game was just the demo, but like with different characters. Yeah. Um, Another one I was thinking of um, was Kirby All Stars, whatever it's called, Star Allies, whatever that one was called, because they did. Yeah. They it was, it was it was like they had some interesting Kirby games from the last couple of years, you know. Um, they should have just brought extra epic yarn over, shouldn't they? They should have just brought extra epic yarn over instead of putting it on the 3ds as like a final goodbye. It should have just been on the Switch. Yeah. But they, yeah. played, they gave us like this really safe, really easy, really like boring Kirby game, and then the next Kirby game was like a live service. Oh yeah, the free to play one. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, just dumb. Just the they the Kirby IP is such a good rich IP. It has its own anime. It's got some great amazing games. It's got some really good like unique ways to they, they play, but they just played the most safe, boring, run of the mill Kirby game for kids and it wasn't interesting. Um but another the last one that I, I've got on my list here that I think Steve would definitely agree with is uh how they missed the opportunity or wait wait, what's the what are we talking about here? Uh, missed yeah, they did. They missed the opportunity. <laughs> What's the name of the segment? I came up with it. Yeah, there you go. I was like, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the missed opportunity for Super Mario Party. Oh my god! Yes. Oh. Yeah, we go. That's that's the rolling of the eyes. Yeah, I was like, dude. Because like the the messed up thing is that that game is not bad. No. Like mm-hmm. when it came out, I was like, this is good. I like this. But the more I played it, I was like, ah, it's. You can play it, like, I would say, four or five times. You play the different modes a couple of times each, and then you're yeah. like, I'm done with this. I've played all the minigames. There's nothing new here. And that's what here. sucks, is, like, when you when you compare that to, like, Mario Party 2, which is a game that I literally played for, like, 15 years actively, off and on, you know? And, like, 
was a goat is like when my Wii was my active console, that was a go-to party game. Mm-hmm. You know, four GameCube controllers were always plugged in because of Smash. Mario Party 2 was a great thing to play, like at a party. Like I've been with Macaulay a year. We've played that game maybe six, seven times. We've worn out on it now, and I'm yeah. considering like pulling the the Wii out to play some of the other ones that I've got. Bloody hell. Things must be bored. The the way I've been I found the best way to play Super Mario uh party is to play it with people that have never played Super Mario Party before. Play a couple way. of games, go, let's do something else, and then just find someone else that hasn't played it before. I'm I know the whole time that I'm not having fun because I've already played this, but there are people that are having fun that I can be like, haha, look I'm having fun like you are having fun. They never know the dark secret that I'm actually just like oh, <laughs> this already you're like a parent <laughs> on like uh, on christmas morning right yeah like, yeah like, yeah I, i'm not happy but at least i'm happy yeah. that you're happy you know like i'm gonna siphon some of that joy from you i do the whole like oh i've not played this one before but actually i've played that one so many times or i'm like oh i wonder how this one works but i know and it's already rubbish yeah so i played the stretches i played the stretches with people for half an hour they got bored i was like yeah let's play something else I then find a different person and be like, oh, this game is <laughs> yeah, never heard of it. I'm like, good, great. Let's play half an hour of that then. Six different people I played through the stretches with. Six people, and they all got bored half an hour in. I mean, that's not seeming um, like a good review for the game. To that's a ringing honest. endorsement of this game that you're trying to sell people on. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I, I know. like Nintendo games, but sure. people that, yeah. Whatever. You need better friends, it sounds like. I don't know. Stop um, playing with Gamer Bros. That's, that's what we're... Yeah, right? Like, oh, my God! <laughs> Let's play yeah. Nazi zombies. I, I, we were like really deep in Alien Isolation once. My mate was like, because I bought it on Switch, my mate was like, my favorite game this gen, I'll sit and play with you, I'll sit and play with you. So we sat down and played it together. But because I knew I was wanting to play the stretches because Steve wasn't able to finish it. We're like, oh, this really tense bit. And he's like, oh, we're about to meet the alien. And I was like, dude, do you want to play some stretches? And he's like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, let me show you. Just turn off Alien Isolation. And he keeps bringing up, he's like, do you in isolation to play the fucking stretchers, and I was like, "Yeah, man, that was a that's a <laughs> sad memory for you." <laughs> oh, There's actually one more game that I, that's just come into my mind, and it's Super Smash Brothers, but not for the reason, not for the reason that that don't I don't you I, d- keep that game's name out your mouth. No, right? no, 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 Sakurai no, no. has sacrificed no, his body for us. That game is praise not a missed opportunity. All right, Sakurai. praise be to the characters. Praise be to everything there is. For me personally, the way I played, the way that I got most of my gameplay out of Smash Brothers games was that I would play it on my own, I'd unlock all the characters, and then I would just go through and collect all the trophies. And I'd look at them, and I'd read the story about them, and I'd spoil Zelda Chronicles I before do. I get to play it. And I would do all of that stuff, and I would play all the mini games, and I would break the targets, and I would shoot the coins at the boxes to get the things, and I would smash the targets and stuff like that. But then I'd play this game and it's like oh okay i just have to get the stickers but i don't care about the stickers because they don't come with any context they're just stickers i don't think this is a missed opportunity for the switch at this point i just think this is no. you ranting about you're just airing Super grievances now you're just complaining about Me? yeah Me? And look, i i might agree with you but don't you dare say that all right but every smash like... game we get from sakurai is a gift it's a blessing <laughs> He's putting his body on the line. Man's in cast. He had to learn how to use a different kind of mouse to make this game. Leave him alone. Any more that you guys have got? I'll just put one in the mix. The final one on behalf of Danny, Mario Kart 9. And then we can move on to After Dark. <laughs> no, you're right. You are right. You are right. That is like 
as as uh, those of us that have played Mario Kart 8, I'm not going to not going to harp on this, John. But those of us who have played Mario Kart 8 are going to have played all the DLC stuff that have now had to then play it again for three years. Whereas there are people that picked it up for the first time. Look at Max turning in a side into an entire. He's like, I'm not going to harp on this, but let me just talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you just look at the financials. Is literally leaving money on the floor. It's like. If they no, did it's Mario not Kart. because there's st- that's the thing that you people don't understand when you ask for Mario Kart Nine. It's already selling. Why would you make another game? Wait until you put out Switch Two and then put out Mario Kart Nine, and it'll sell a billion copies yeah. for ten years. Yeah. Like, it's like literally one of the three best-selling games on the Switch every year. Yeah, the game's five years old. Why the hell would they make another one? Yeah. It's 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 success is the reason you won't get a Mario Kart Nine. That's the bundle thing. <laughs> as too, for uh, as for me, I I don't have any more that come to mind. And rather than sit and think for a last one, I'm gonna let Left Eye Lazy, who is another one of our Patreon supporters, get the last word in. He said, "I want conquer. I want conquer real bad. Conquer <laughs> slash leisure suit Larry crossover." No, absolutely uh, not. No, the only comp game I played no. was on the game I didn't no. like. It, so the problem is that's on Xbox now, bro. And we're going to talk about Xbox on After Dark. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us so much, Max. Thank you for bringing this main topic to the uh, to the table. Uh, we'll have to, in a couple more years, maybe at the uh, the tail end of the Switch's life cycle, we'll have to come back and see what other missed opportunities we feel like they had and. Uh, know what we can hope for for the next console generation yeah. uh but for now we'll just have to focus on what's going on here so if you want to write in just like all these fine folks in our mail pot did remember you can hit us up on our discord we're an ever-growing community of pot sets just like you are getting together to talk about nintendo and all kinds of other stuff under the video game so we're talking a lot about xbox lately which is why we're gonna go talk about it after dark uh, but you can also write into me at Pete at Lupots.com. You can get on our weekly Twitter thread, uh, which is, of course, at Lupots, wherever your, you know, your social media is. We're there at Lupots. And, uh, you know, come find us on the website. Go to the YouTube. Go to the Twitch. Go follow us wherever, you know, you get your content. We're there doing stuff. And uh, we hope you'll come check it out. And, of course, if you want to get access to After Dark, you'll have to head over to Patreon.com slash Lupots and get us at that $1 level or above. And uh, you'll get to hear our conversation that we're going to jump into right now. So uh, we'll catch you over there. Bye.